Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Canada. And I'm Margot Moss. We're here at Ted's Frost Hop on Claiborne and Calhoun in Uptown New Orleans. Once a week, Margot and I meet here at Ted's and we invite a member of New Orleans' food community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a friend, a plus one. We never know who the plus one's going to be. It can be a friend, a neighbor, a family member, fellow restaurant person. Um, it's a mystery. It's a mystery to us. We'll find out in a moment. And we'll be talking to our special guest. Um, we're excited to have with us tonight at Midnight Menu Plus One a uh, very special person, somebody who is, we think, the only chef who is on the full faculty of, um, of a major uh, medical school in America. So this is a, a first for, for our show, and it's also maybe uh, one of the first times America's been introduced to someone like this. So we're very excited about that. Um, what's the matter? All right. What is all this stuff I have on here? It doesn't matter. All right. Well, so, uh, Margo, what um, what did you do this week? Anything interesting? Food-wise? Um, I did noteworthy? have a, a noteworthy experience. I And I'm drunk, drawing a blank on the name of the um, facility, but it was a cooking school in a home, a historic home in Central City. And... Wow. Um, chef, uh, the chef from Brightson's, chef yeah. Frank Brightson. Frank Brightson wow. taught one of the classes, Come on. and uh, Chef Gerard taught another. And it was a surprise birthday party, and it was an incredible experience. Not for you, it wasn't your no, surprise birthday party? Right? No, but you were in for on my the brother. So I was, yeah, and uh, it's for Kyle. Or? Yes, oh, Kyle, wow. and uh, it was amazing because. These are two incredible chefs, and I learned all kinds of neat things. That's about, so cool. Uh, Was that your idea? No, no. Uh, his, wife's, his wife's idea? No, my mother's, actually. Your mother's idea. That makes sense. Who can't even boil water. <laughs> right. But uh, there was everything from uh, for her all the way to my brothers are amazing cooks. So. Wow. And I'm somewhere so it's just your closer family, to my mom. So just your friends there, too? And how big was it? I was uh, 25 people. So cool. And the historic people. house is related to you guys or just no, something no, 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 you rented no. for this no, purpose? No, it's a, it's a program. I, I oh. See, I don't, I don't, I'll have to, on the next show, I'll tell you the name and the, uh, but they, every week they offer classes, group or mm. um, private. Um, wow. It's a, it's a school. That's New Orleans really cool. Culinary Institute or s- something like that. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Wow. But uh, did you eat anywhere interesting? Yeah, I ate a bunch of places. But the new place that I ate, sort of new to me, was the uh, Bay Rouge, the one on Magazine, right past Napoleon. And you know about the place I'm talking about? What? What? Uh, it's got a real, tell us about it. It's got a real bright colored sign, kind of pastels. It's right near Mona's. What kind of food? Well, the food was like eclectic. I, I guess it's sort of trying to be French. But, I mean, I ate there once before, and I had a pig dip <laughs> sandwich, which was like. Pig dip? Yeah, it was like a French dip, but it was pork instead of um, beef. And it was, you know, really good. And then the family went there the night of that champagne stroll on magazine or whatever it was called <laughs> and i had like the brie fries they had like cheese fries that had brie on them instead of like you know american <laughs> or whatever and that was really good and then some fried mushrooms dipped in something and gosh what did, what did i have for my entree do you remember kathy 
Oh, and I had a mushroom sandwich. Yeah, it was like a portobello. All those things? Yeah. I'm glad to hear you're eating healthy. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you have a healthy appetite. Yeah, I got a healthy appetite. <laughs> I haven't lost my appetite. So, yeah. If you walk everywhere, you can. You as can long as that. I walk there, it doesn't matter. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, we walked like four miles that night. So I, could, I learned I can eat whatever I want as long as I walk. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe we'll see. tonight. Okay, yeah. yeah don't, don't disillusion me, please. So I like, I like uh, it's working well for me. Our guest is here, and she is uh, seated with us, and we have with us Leah Saris, who is, we believe, we're going to say it on the show uh, emphatically, we think she is the only chef in America who's on the faculty of a medical school. And so they take off their lab jackets, and they put on their chef aprons, and they learn from her, and they learn what it means to be uh, to train to be a doctor, a physician, Um from a chef, that's amazing. What a, what a really innovative thing for Tulane to do. And was that was that your idea, or was that, <laughs> no. or they recruited you to do that? They they I was recruited. If that were my idea, I hope I'd be a millionaire right now. But uh, none of us are yet. Um, I actually was um, working for Johnson and Wales in Providence, Rhode Island, when they recruited me. Big culinary uh, school it has is. yeah. Yep, and um, really, this is the dean of the uh, medical school's baby. Um, uh, Dean Benjamin Sachs. So uh, I will fully credit him with the reason I am here with this position. <laughs> now, did uh, Dr. Sachs, uh, he, he, he was, this was his brainchild, and did he go to Johnson and Wales, and or did y'all, I mean, how did you get uh, affiliated with this? Sure, and it was kind of a fluke. So um, Dr. Sachs originally uh, pursued this after a parent. Um, came to him and, and kind of suggested it and I think he just started stewing on it and um, made the decision to go for it and then he charged my boss Dr. Timothy Harlan on also known as Dr. Gourmet um, with uh, kind of taking it under his belt yet another position for him at Tulane because he has a history of uh, teaching about food and nutrition he was a restaurant owner and chef at one point um, and, you know, is good at building business. And uh, so they actually came to Rhode Island uh, because they formed this partnership with Johnson & Wales to do this project uh, because they thought it made a lot of sense. You know, obviously uh, Tulane is a medical school and Johnson & Wales is a culinary school, and they're both good in what they do. And Johnson & Wales is leading degree-granting culinary school, and it just seemed to make a lot of sense. So he contacted uh, Dean Carl Gugamas at Johnson & Wales, they formed a partnership and um, kind of decided to tackle this together, working together to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So they were visiting Dean's, uh, Dean Sachs and my doctor, uh, my doctor, my boss, uh, Dr. Tim Harlan, were visiting in Providence and um, I just got done talking to my boss, Johnson & Wales, kind of about advancement and what I wanted to do. And this is really right up my alley uh, with my experience and, and kind of the direction I wanted to go. So uh, she so graciously kind of threw it on my plate. It was, it was quite funny. They Basically, I was teaching a class in an afternoon lab, and um, my, my boss, uh, Suzanne Vieira at Johnson & Wales, walked in the classroom in the middle of my lecture, pulled me out, told me she had a great job opportunity for me, she, she couldn't said, wait till the end of the no, lecture. No, she, she had to pull you out in the middle. Yeah. That's really weird. It's I know. Well, they're like an hour long lecture, so I guess she just couldn't wait. She was so excited. She pulled me out. She said, "I have a great job opportunity," and um, she said, "Okay, I'm gonna bring him to your classroom. 
I was like, oh, okay. And so I had to hurry and read the job description. She ran it to me. Within an hour, they were in my classroom and kind of questioning me. And I just read the job description, but I was really excited. Wow. And um, so then, you know, the classes are six hours long. So because you're doing both a culinary lab and a lecture piece and you clean and eat. So it's it's a long, drawn-out Your class, class there? At Johnson is, Wells. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was teaching a freshman culinary nutrition class. And uh, so she brought them to my classroom, and then Dean Sachs invited me to dinner with them that night. And it was during my class, so I actually found uh, one of my colleagues who finished up my class for me so I could go to <laughs> dinner with them. And I basically, it was kind of a pseudo-interview on the spot. Of course, I had to go through all the formalities and, you know, through the school. But that was really kind of a... Wow, whirlwind start. It was. It was. It was so super exciting. So had you ever been to New Orleans before? Yeah, actually, my my best friend in the world is from here, and she's been trying to get me to move here for years. Oh, wow. So Amazing coincidence. Cool. I know. So it was an easy decision uh, for me, and I, I, I told her that I would move here if I had, you know, a great job opportunity. And, you know, I didn't think it ever actually happened, <laughs> but, but it did. So. What does she do? Uh, she's a chef also. All right. Cool. Oh, wow. So yep. let me ask you, uh, this... The program is called the Center for of Culinary Medicine. So actually, our official name is the Goldring Center for Culinary Medicine at Tulane University. Okay. Um, we just kind of announced that as our official name and got our new logo um, because of our generous uh, donations from the Goldrings and Waldenbergs to help us open oh, right. our kitchen. Right, the zoo and a million other things. Yeah, I <laughs> think, right. you yeah. know, but without them, I wouldn't be here, so, oh. or we wouldn't be doing this. Um so, yeah, we kind of announced our official name last week because we had a big groundbreaking for our uh, new future kitchen that's going to be opening. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where that kitchen sure. is? I Yeah, it's going to be on North Broad um, as part of the Refresh Project. It's the old Schwegman's building, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty much this old dilapidated building that hasn't been used since Katrina. And we're going to be housed with uh, Whole Foods and Liberty's Kitchen. And we're all going to have Great. areas I love Liberty's in there. Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, so they're going to have move their commissary operation there, and we're going to have a four thousand five hundred square foot kitchen with uh, eight cooking stations, and we can accommodate up to twenty people um, in this teaching kitchen in a beautiful state of the art demonstration area um, where we can do events, cooking classes, different types of outreach, kind of what, you know what we're doing now, but in a larger capacity. Oh. Um, it's going to be great because a lot of what we're doing is the collaboration piece. So, you know, I can, for instance, take people, uh, I can take them on a shopping trip right next door uh. rather than to tell them how to shop, mm-hmm. you know, and we can talk about reading labels and where to go and what to look for or not look for. Um, and we're all kind of, you know, I've, I've always been a firm believer that rather than having 20 organizations with, with different goals, with the same goals, to going different directions, why not come together and make a bigger impact? So we're all kind of... Um, coming together to make an impact on the health of the immediate community and just the New Orleans community. So you're going to be training um, medical students exclusively or also some chefs in the community? Is that the deal? Uh, Well, um, our main focuses are on med students and uh, community members. And we already offer free community cooking classes where we teach all the basics of shopping, uh, like I said, menu planning, um, you know, what is healthy eating? How can we do it in a way where the food tastes good, it's still appealing? How can we adapt it to diet 
to your diet that you're already eating rather than making these really um, kind of crazy off the wall changes. Huh. Um, and you know, it's very hands-on cooking class. So the community people will be mixed in with the med students. They'll be taking the same classes. No, a lot they're, of times, they're different. Or? So okay. the med student class uh, is a little more clinical, obviously. Right. What does um, that look like for the? What, uh, yeah, I'd like to focus a little bit on that. Like sure. why this is so profound yeah. for medical school. Medical schools in general don't have a lot of nutrition education. I, I believe they have a recommendation um, from the American Medical Association of around somewhere around 24 hours of medic, of nutrition. 24 um, hours, that's Total, it. yeah. And a lot of them don't even meet that goal. Okay. Uh, and it's around that number. Don't quote, it's not perfect, but I know it's in the 20s. Yeah. Um, and so I think we all realize that there's a real gap in nutrition knowledge with physicians and, you know, they might say you need to lose weight, but they don't know how to tell you to lose weight with eating. Um, so really the, the – I'm not, I don't want to make you think we're just focusing on losing weight because that's not necessarily our primary goal. Because a lot of what we talk about is the quality of ingredients that people okay. eat. Um, but just getting them, you know, to help make an impact in their patients' lives for preventative medicine through food and to treat um, – illnesses through changing our diet and lifestyle rather than just with a bunch of medication as a lot of people mm -hmm. <laughs> like to do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're teaching them so they understand it so they, so they hopefully will adopt this kind of lifestyle because obviously um, you know if you walk the walk and talk the talk people are a lot more likely to listen to you and you're a lot more passionate about what you're talking about and so they understand some of the barriers that people have. They understand small steps they can make um, to make an impact in these patients' lives, lifestyles. So theirs is, is both teaching the information, tying it into their, you know, um, the physiology, the biochemistry, everything they're already learning so it all kind of meshes together and makes sense. And then we're also having them help us through service learning, which we've had a huge um, success with already. They're going out in the community with us to do these cooking classes. So they get comfortable actually taking the information we're teaching them and giving it to the community members right. um, and learning on site, you know. Great. Yeah. Wow. I have a question about, um, so what is, is there one shocking thing or a, a, a myth about food that you've experienced with the medical students, mm -hmm. the or second year medical students or whatever that are surprising that they didn't realize about food and is there anything <laughs> in the community that um, has been really hard to uh, I, introduce I think in general one of our biggest challenges is sorting through all the different diets and different information that people are hearing from all over. Very contradictory. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these different crazy, uh, you know, low carb, high carb, low protein, high protein. Don't eat this. Eat that. <laughs> eat lemon peel and you're going to live for 500 years, you know. So what we're teaching is really the evidence-based nutrition. Um, and we're teaching people to be a little more discerning about what information they, they listen to. And I would say, in general, that's the biggest challenge because people come in all the time. And I, I think medical students are a little more, um, you know, because they have, they're science-minded, they're a little more oriented. But even them, sometimes, you know, they hear some myths that they question or something that just hasn't been 
really researched thoroughly yet. So, oh. but it's nothing like, stands out. Nobody's asked like something that re- <laughs> really is like shocking or like. No, no. I think I'm more shocked on <laughs> the kitchen skills when they'll get like a scrub brush and start using it as a broom. Yeah. <laughs> it's more uh. usually those types of things. <laughs> so <laughs> it's more the culinary skills I think oh. that I'm more surprised because they're very. They're very, um, with med students especially, they, they're very structured and, and, you know, sometimes they're doing things that don't make a lot of, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of common sense sometimes, or they'll just have a hard time, like, folding something when you're making a dish. Like, it's just so methodical. <laughs> Motor just, skills aren't yeah, great. They They've don't. been, like, studying for four years. So, yeah, <laughs> they've forgotten say, how to move. Yeah. I will say, some med students have better knife skills than some of the culinary students. I, told, <laughs> I, told I hope so. Yeah, I know. Well, right. Eventually, we need it. Right, right. <laughs> well, your plus one has just sat down. We recognize her. This yes. is a first. You are the first return guest. Wow, we didn't plan this, honor. but this yes. is pretty cool. Please, You're obviously it, very, very popular with chefs in this town. So, I'm just um, lucky well, to be surrounded by her. So you have, to, you, you have to tell us who you, who you brought and uh, All right. why y'all are, All why right. you brought her. Sure. So this is um, my best friend who I who I was talking about, yes. April Bello. She's one of the co-owners of Killer Po Boys, yeah, um, and we've been best friends friends since two thousand one. We went to culinary school together oh. at Johnston Wales in oh. Providence, and uh, she's the one that was you know pushing for me to move here for so many years. Begging, so. <laughs> begging every when time you we first talk. moved oh, here, cool. April, or j- just because. You thought she would love it here, well, or you missed her? I'm from here, and f- well, of course I missed her. That's that's the real reason. <laughs> you know, it's like having a long... It's no different than a long-distance relationship with someone that uh, you're romantically involved with, because this is my best friend. Like, there are things that I would never tell Camille, that, you know, she's the first one that gets the call, <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. So, you know, after visiting one another across the United States for, what, five years, six Ten. years? Ten years. I can't count. Almost, I can cook. Yeah. I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, you know, just constantly turning to me, begging her just to come on and move down. If the weather was shitty up there, it was, oh, see why you should be living in Louisiana? <laughs> it's 85 degrees right now. It's sunny. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just, we were looking for an excuse to, um, to, you know, be close with each other again. You know, you don't. As you get older, you get more responsibilities. You know, those op- the opportunities, the windows get smaller and smaller. So, and New Orleans is a, an amazing city. So, you don't want to waste one minute longer than you need to not living here, basically. Yeah. 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 Basically, yeah. I think any interesting person needs to move here as fast as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really glad. I, you should be super grateful for your friend for encouraging I you. I really am yeah. very grateful. And I'm very grateful to have her here because she's made the transition uh, a lot easier than I'm sure some people have it. So, and where, but before you went to culinary school, mm-hmm. where where are you from? I'm from Ohio, oh, Ohio. Southwest okay. Ohio, kind of near Cincinnati. Yeah, I I kind of left. I mean, so do you ever I make like Ohio, that chili uh, stuff on top of the spaghetti? That oh, they do in skyline Cincinnati? chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is yeah. that? She I brought don't know me what that. that is. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I, that's that's. I, whenever my I go to Cincinnati, that's all they want to feed me. They want to yeah. give me that all <laughs> the time. Skyline chili, baby. So skyline chili is a very big Cincinnati tradition and food. Um, basically, they they make chili and they put it on top of spaghetti. They'll call it a three-way, a four-way, a five-way, put other ingredients on it. 
Um, they also do it on top of hot dogs, which is really what I like. They're like little mini hot dogs. They're they're so bad for you, but they're uh, my vice. Yeah. They're my vice that's once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah, and the I think really what makes it kind of stand out and different from any kind of chili you get is that it um, has cinnamon in it. The owners mm. were Greek. Yeah. And because uh, it started that Skyline Diner or whatever it was, right? It was yeah, like a Greek kind of diner. And they yeah, just, exactly. One day they had some spaghetti but no sauce or something like that. Yep. They had some chili and they threw it together and exactly. threw some cinnamon in or something like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, and exactly. So uh, it's a big, big Cincinnati tradition. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the only things I look forward to eating when I go home. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what else Cincinnati is known for food wise. That's well, about it. Well, right? I will tell you what Cincinnati is known for. And she's been there. Um, Jungle Gems. You might not have ever heard of it. Amazing. Jungle Gems. You should go. It's the coolest grocery store in the history of the world. Um, it's like, it's a huge warehouse. It's probably 50,000 square feet or more. I mean, it's it. think of the size of BJ's um, or a um, Costco, but it's a lot of specialty foods. So they'll have, like, maybe the largest hot sauce collection in the United States. They had the largest cheese collection. I don't, I don't know if that it is anymore. Oh. Um, they have, you know, rows of olive oil, rows of balsamic vinegar. Then they have mustards. whole rooms. Mustards. Yeah. Whole rooms dedicated to Germany or Italy or Spain or Greece with just ingredients from that area. Wow. It's amazing. It's just one of these? They, they were opening a second one. I'm not sure if it opened yet, but they were on the verge of it last time I was home. Huh. How long has it been around? I'm not sure when they opened, but most of my life I've been going there. And my guess is the 80s they opened. But they also do all these fun things. Like, they'll get all the old animals from, like, Chuck E. Cheese. And there'll be <laughs> these weird moving Walking critters. around? Yeah. Well, no. They're just, like, in the store. The animatron that was going around it. It's like, they had a tram yeah. going around? Yeah. I don't think it's working anymore for some reason. But... It's it's and they're known for one of the coolest bathrooms in the in the world. They're, if you ever get one of those weird, random emails, we're like the ten coolest bathrooms in the world. It's usually on there. <laughs> really, because what, they, what makes they it look so cool? like porta potties inside the building, so you think you're literally walking into a porta potty, and so you'll someone will walk in, and someone will be waiting for them because they think it's full. But you walk in through it and actually opens it's up an to entry a huge way? bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's like elegant. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They also have a humidor and a wine store. Jungle Gyms, you should be paying me for this. <laughs> Wait, a humidor, a humidor in the bathroom so now? No, no, stuff. not in the, not the bathroom. <laughs> but in the store, so they have, you know, like really fine wines. They have a humidor. They have a liquor store. It's it's really cool. If you go there again, you need to go to Jungle Gyms. Now I'm getting really, really mad at my friend Josh. He, he's had me out in Cincinnati a couple times. Never mentioned this place. Maybe he doesn't know. He, yeah, it's actually in Fairfield, right outside. Of, it's. I mean, it's, okay. yeah, he's it's in a the suburb. City. It's very okay. close. But that seems like a destination. Well, no, it. Because I'm not, it, it is because I'm from I'm from 45 minutes north of there, and I knew about it. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you love food. Too. I do love food. So true. you love food, obviously. Very much. You're, you're <laughs> geared towards healthy food. Sure. How did you feel when um, April was telling you about a? They're poor boy. Oh, shop. I love them. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a decadent thing. Yeah. They're not, a, but there's nothing. I'm not saying there's anything yeah, sure. wrong with that. Or, well, um, I'll say that uh, you know I believe everything in moderation, and I think April can attest to the fact that I like all food. You know, whether or not it's considered immediately healthy, but I just don't eat it every day. You know, I'll eat mm-hmm. fried chicken. I don't eat it every day. That's great. Um, you know, so that's really how it, yeah. how it should be. And with their pro boys, um, I eat them often. Um, 
you know, I'll help out. Y'all use such great ingredients. Yes. We have the well, only vegan fresh. That was, that was my next mm. point. I actually don't feel like what I'm eating is horribly, you know, they use great quality, fresh, local ingredients. They add right. lots of vegetables to it. Yeah, the, the vegan po'boy with nice roasted vegetables and a red bean puree is really good stuff. Um, it's a perfect example of something healthy tasting great. Exactly. So that, do you, do you have a hard time convincing people in the community that something healthy can taste as good? Like a lot of people, yeah. That's always a barrier I have to fight with. But I love your blind taste test with the spaghetti sauce. Yeah. What is fun. this? So I, I do this for my um, intro classes for both the community and the med students where we make kind of a gold standard spaghetti with just a red sauce, meat, and uh, white pasta. And then we do three other versions, which increase the vegetables, um, decrease the amount of red meat. We, you know, we really boost up the flavors. Um, and actually, as we go through these versions, we start to incorporate lentils in one of them to replace some of the beef, which people are like, what are these little things? I've never even heard of them. Or, I see them at the store. Do they have what to do with them before. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're everywhere, actually. So... Um, and then the fourth version is actually uh, vegan, and we use just lentils for the sauce. So, um, And then we, we portion it out all in the same portion. We talk about the caloric content, the fiber, uh, you know, all the nutrients in it. Um, and then we talk about uh, the um, look of it. Does it look good? Which looks the best? Which tastes the best? And it's very rare that anyone likes the gold standard version. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wonderful. And That's the really exciting. Yeah. And the others are 100 calories or more le- uh, less. 100 calories less than the original. And that's kind of that's kind of what we're, we teach is, you know, about um, increasing nutrients, decreasing calories, increasing flavor and, and eye appeal. So... Um, I think it's a fun intro class to do. Yeah. There will be sometimes when I give that class like three times a week, and I'm really sick of spaghetti. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's. A, I think it's a really good um, example of how eating healthy and can actually look better, taste better, and actually be less expensive. So that, okay. Yeah, I would like to know a little bit more about that because. Yeah. I would imagine that that would be one of the first questions people, because mm-hmm. they think, oh, I can, you know, I can get my kids in the car and go get fast food quick and cheap. Yeah. But that is that isn't that, I mean, yeah. you can cook healthy you can. and for reasonable, right? And Absolutely. Everything we do is under 250 a portion. Wow. Um, and by... By doing things like cutting down on the amount of meat, which, tend, you know, protein tends to be the most expensive part of the meal, watching our portions, increasing vegetables, using seasonal vegetables, um, you know, lots of nice whole hearty grains, legumes, like beans, they're cheap, you know, it's actually much cheaper. So that is something we constantly struggle with as the barrier. But I think when people go through these classes, they understand that um, eating well can be uh, actually more affordable. Um but it is, it is a constant struggle uh, for people to realize that. But, uh, you know, I also realize people can go to McDonald's and get a value meal or, you know, eat for pretty cheap. You can get the dollar menu. But my argument to that usually is when I, you know, because I pay attention to a lot to what people order, to what they're getting. Most people go to McDonald's are not ordering just things off the dollar menu. Right. They're also ordering that large Coke that costs a dollar, dollar fifty. You know, that could buy you a head of broccoli. You know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. So... 
tastes a lot better, better for you, and then they're paying for it later because they got to go to the doctor because exactly. they get sick from and eating all the damn a lot of McDonald's. Ways. Yeah, they're paying a lot of ways besides their health. Right. You know, um, so just you know, it's 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 going to be a challenge. It's something that we're all facing up against. We all know we have this need to teach people about um, eating well and, and overcome these barriers. But it, you know, we have a long road ahead of us, but we're starting to kind of break. It's advantageous for us to be in food service because we can just sneak healthy on people and they don't know. <laughs> they just say, oh my God, that's delicious. And uh, they just have no idea that's, that. That's actually a great point because a lot of what we teach is that we don't necessarily want people to tout the word healthy because there's been a lot of research done on that. And when people see the word healthy or they have this preconceived notion about yeah. what it's going to be like and they're much more um, dissatisfied than they would be otherwise. And actually, when people see healthy, they feel like they can eat more. And I, there was uh, a there was research on cookies where one of them said like healthy oatmeal raisin <laughs> cookie, and the other one didn't. People actually ate more of the healthy oatmeal raisin. You know the cookie. same cookie. Yeah, because it said healthy on it. Uh. So, a lot of what we tout isn't necessarily. We aren't just saying healthy, healthy, healthy. It's just you know just make these subtle changes. Don't announce that right. it's better for you. Just just do it because mm-hmm. healthy, you know, should taste good too. Not that there's not room for those little right. sins every once in a while. But so I'm, so I'm guessing, so you, so you were doing stuff sort of like what you're doing now, different, but sort of in some yeah. ways you were yeah. teaching and all that in Rhode Island. And then, and then you come here and now you have a little different focus. So you're probably learning a ton because oh, you're I'm constantly being challenged by med students. They think they know it all. Oh, yeah. some of them. <laughs> and you, and you, have, you have a different focus. On so you're learning a t- I bet you're, I bet you're I'm just learning, learning incredible so amounts of stuff. And then, yeah. and then you have your friend who's got a restaurant and you're sharing this stuff together. So, yeah. so they're like times where like you grab april and go i got this great idea this would save you money and be healthier and be tastier and she knows. like are you she are you like sharing track. some of the insights that you're she knows receiving? it all like you know we eat very similarly and she's she's like me she huh. she, we she teaches me already <laughs> she doesn't realize subtly like i will replace half the butter with oil <laughs> <laughs> well i'd say we teach each other we do you know i i learn a lot of methodology she taught me in culinary school she was i had no idea what i was doing she had a lot more experience i remember her you teaching me to make soup for my first time i was like it's making soup is dinner, this it was <laughs> it was a, it was a butternut squash bisque i remember it <laughs> so she you know we we teach each other but she eats well that's one reason why we get along so well is because you know we like the same stuff um in a lot of ways so uh i don't need to but you know like she said we, we probably indirectly pick up on each other's uh. i know we do indirectly pick up on each other's habits quite a bit so yeah, I'll purposely put nuts and fruit in a salad if I know she's over. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's watching. <laughs> and it so happens to taste really good, too. <laughs> now, April, last time we talked to you a few months ago, I'm trying to remember, didn't she say that you guys were ready to expand, or was that not true? We're still, well, we've got some things on the back burners that we're working towards. We're not ready to be able to make any kind of announcements or anything okay, like okay. that but yeah there, we're definitely could you give us an exclusive planning. well you can come back here next monday the next monday when it finds out we want to be with, we get yeah. the scoop when, when, when we get the yes when we uh we can have you on can as, share for a third time and yeah exactly the, and we'll bring pam awesome. back on you come back too and then uh we can really <laughs> we'll have a party. get into yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> well, I just remember you making it sound like it was something really big. You're really excited about. Yeah. It is, and it just I can't. Happen yet. Yeah, okay. it's just okay. Time won't, is not allowing it right now. Okay, <laughs> we'll be happy with what you got right now too, because Killer Put Boy is awesome. Yeah. We're so lucky. I mean, people have been really responding to us great, like, graciously. I mean, 
we just got right, written up in Bon Appetit. A couple chefs came and visited us, and they featured our non-fried shrimp po'boy. Nice. Uh, and that just resulted in us selling like 100 pounds of shrimp a week. So <laughs> wow, it's which this was out of a seventy wait, wait. square foot kitchen, it's pretty amazing. Wait, how much did you sell before? I would have to say probably about fifty. So you went from fifty to one hundred and fifty after that article came out. About a hundred, yeah. Wow. And we're peeling. Keep in mind, we get it fresh every day, and we peel it every day. So yeah, and it's half delicious. the day. I'm one of us <laughs> is peeling shrimp. Yeah. Well, to me, a shrimp's a great a great example of something that can be really healthy. Because yeah. uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I hope I'm not wrong, mm. because uh, this will rock me. But I mean. I, you know, I went to the grocery store when I got down here, and I'd start buying Gulf shrimp, and they're like the size of like lobsters. Yeah. I mean, they're so big. <laughs> they're right out of the water, like by in hours, right, basically, mm-hmm. right, or within a day. And you get them for like three dollars a pound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an it's economical. Yeah. My whole family will eat on like three pounds, and we'll eat till we die. And then I, you know, then I, I went up to Brooklyn that's the summer after I experienced this, and I tried to do the same thing for my friend. And he's in this really hip neighborhood. It's yeah. got fish markets and all that. I went to one. It was nineteen dollars mm. a pound. Oh. Another yeah. was twenty dollars a pound. These little frozen things from yeah. Chile, frozen solid, not, not as same. healthy, not as tasty, no. not economical. You're right. And, and actually, so, that's a lot of what we focus. And on. you're paying for the shells. Yeah, it's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean, so really, shrimp. You know, you. you Shop for the right place. Shrimp's something that somebody who's right. not well off can really get a lot of. And that's food where out of. the yeah. preparation really huh. uh, steps in. But that's a huge focus for us. Is something I instill in both med students um, and you know locals, which who they know more of the market. But a lot of the med students aren't from here, so we talk about. You know, we're trying to tell people because we teach about the Mediterranean diet and we try to teach to eat more seafood. Not that you have to eat a ton; just a few servings a week, two, three servings a week is really advantageous to your health. But I, it's not realistic for me to tell people here to go eat salmon, you know, to eat more salmon because even though it's great for you, it's expensive, yeah. it's not fresh, um, you know, and if it's fresh, no one's going to like it anyway. Uh, I wouldn't like it. So we, that's the kind of thing to talk about. What do we have here that's abundant, that's uh, delicious, that's healthy, that's inexpensive, and then we start focusing on things like shrimp, you know, or drum. Or catfish, mm. you know, just to increase it in people's diets. Um, and I love golf shrimp. That was a huge, a huge <laughs> benefit of moving here. <laughs> I like golf shrimp. But like in New England, you know, we would focus on halibut and scallops and mussels and clams because that's what we had abundant there. So it's oh. all about, you know, obviously where you're at. Well, it's time for a book of questions, isn't it? <laughs> yes. All right, and, uh, you know about the book of questions. I you left. You don't, don't know what it is? I don't this know. This was I'm written curious. before you were born, probably. <laughs> this was a big hit in the 80s, This and board games came out of this, and uh, radio shows and all that. But this is, uh, yeah, so you're going to pick a number between 1 and 217? And, and I think since April um, did the questions before, I want to ask her... Uh, well, we'll wait. We'll wait. I was going to ask you something different, specific, but oh. let, let's do. Let's start with this and. Uh, okay. So pick a number. So pick a number, and your life will never be the same again after this. I'm going to go with 117. <laughs> oh, shouldn't have done that. I know. No, I'm, I'm going to regret it. Okay, this is very. This is very 80s melodramatic. This book. Okay, here, here, here. This is very dramatic. All right. Ha- well, oh, this is grim. Even. Have you ever com- uh, considered suicide? Oh, man. What is <laughs> your mother's listening to the show? What is so important to you that without it, life would not be worth living? Wow. Huh. Oh, that's that a downer. Very, Sorry. That's all right. We're going to bring it up. The, <laughs> the answer to that is I can't say I've ever seriously considered suicide. You know, when you're a teenager and growing up, you get in those moods where you're like, oh, life is just horrible. 
I got embarrassed in the lunchroom by the boy <laughs> I have a crush on. Everything's going to end. But then, you know, you snap out of it and you realize life goes on. So, um, so there's nothing so important to you that without <laughs> it, life is not worth living. Oh, well, Or maybe I you just haven't lost that thing yet. I think it sounds corny, but love. <laughs> in any capacity, it doesn't necessarily have right. to be um, romantic, but just friends and family and people you care about and love of love of something, you know, whether it's a passion, love of people. Right. So for me, that would be food. And I think love entails a lot, so I would... I would say that. So we took away you all your food, all romance, <laughs> all friends, and life would not be then worth I might consider. Yeah. Then I might consider suicide. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I might consider trying to love suicide. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Maybe I would. <laughs> all right. Wow. All right. Good answer. Do you want to do the book of questions again, or can I ask you? I didn't uh, like my question last time. Uh, you want to try again for a better question? Do a better question. <laughs> okay. Don't well, do one so great. No, either way. Right? <laughs> well, mine was kind of morbid last time, too. <laughs> all right. Give us, give us one we'll besides say, uh, 117. How about 109? 109. Huh. Since <laughs> adolescence, in what three-year period do you feel you experienced the most personal growth and change? <laughs> wow, the last S. three years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And why is that? I think, I mean, you know, what's funny is when you're younger... You listen to everyone that's older. You tell you, you know, once you reach 30, you know, things are going to make more sense. They're going to change. And then once you reach 40, you're going to change even more. And it's all about just the culmination of your ex life experiences finally starting to make sense. Where, like, all the embarrassment and all the hard work and all that starts at least, like, things start to line up in a way that, like, it just starts to make sense. And, you know, things that maybe would have been heart-wrenching or painful before no longer are because you've, got something to compare it to you know and um I, I, yeah the last three have definitely been not to mention my third business growth yeah, i've got my best Your friend fiance. living here my fiance <laughs> the love of my life and who who i've known for years and it was just like he was in that last three years of growth where I, one day i'm just like i really like him <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know but there's that as well as you know, the business like you said i mean I've grown with my family as well. I mean, just learned how to, you know, forgive and forget certain things. And it's just, yeah, the last three years it's been pretty amazing. And I'll say from an outside perspective, it's been really cool. I can tell it's been a good, you know, it's been a good few years for you. And she has grown a lot, but it's been really cool for me being able to be here for part of it. Rather than talking She's about it helping. over the phone. She's helping. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, which we're both bad at talking on the phone, by the way. So now we actually can talk on a daily basis. Now I can call and be like, I'm coming over to rant. And that <laughs> makes a big difference in your personal growth. <laughs> now, Cam hasn't gotten, Camille hasn't gotten uh, a little jealous in the past no. uh he's supportive and happy oh, for you and he's so happy that he doesn't have to be the one to hear all the rants <laughs> <laughs> and no he'll like shove her off the door go talk to leah we share time <laughs> very well and well there's n never really been any kind of jealousy or any of that i think both cam and i've moved past that point in our lives where that would be of any concern you know yeah. like i i can see when he's getting annoyed he can see when i'm getting annoyed and never even comes to head because then Either one of us says, go hang out with your best friend, <laughs> or come on and hang out with me. <laughs> and that usually balances it out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. I have a question. If uh, Ray and I were to walk into your apartment or home yeah, right apartment. now, apartment, 
and open up your fridge, what would be in it? I really do preach what I teach. I have a ton of vegetables. Um, I try, I always have greens. <laughs> I love greens. When in doubt, leafy greens is the answer, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, lots of nice cheeses. Um, I have a stocked pantry with beans and uh, lots of grains because it's fun and some fun spices. Oh, I've been really big into smoked paprika lately. That's mm. kind of my new love. I know that's not my refrigerator, but... Um, that's all right. That's uh, It counts. I don't eat a lot of meat. I think I have a little bit of chicken and some pork tenderloin maybe in my freezer. Um, so you like to... You cook at home a I lot? I do. I do. Um, you know, I go through phases where I cook all the time and where I don't cook so much. When you live alone, as you know, it's a little harder to get motivated to want to yeah. cook for yourself all the time. And when I have late classes, a lot of time I'll end up eating in there. So, right. But I do cook. It's nice to have an April because I, we can cook for each other. She'll cook for me if I don't feel like cooking. I think you cooked for me the last two days. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I put what I learned into use. Yeah, she, she definitely put fruit and nuts into the salad. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think the reason I'm successful at what I do is because I really do believe in it. And I really do uh, eat like that myself most of the time. You know, I also had some pizza from Pizza Delicious in there. That I uh, love that place. <laughs> I ate two days in a row. <laughs> there were some veggies on it. <laughs> it was. It was delicious. But um, I, I don't want you to think I'm like the Hitler of healthy foods because I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, everything in moderation. So, yeah. Okay. What What about you, April? What, what's in y'all's? Uh, Pretty much the same. Our fridges are almost identical. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've got some... Uh, grilled chicken that I made yesterday and picked. I've got a bunch of baby spinach and leafy greens. I've got uh, some hummus, so some carrots. Yeah. You, don't, like you don't get home from working and just are so burnt that you don't want to cook? You, you, you still... It's our passion. It's, I think it's different when cooking is pa your passion and not just your job. I, I think there's a big difference there. And, you know, there were many years in my life that... W cooking was my job yeah. and in those years my answer would have been very different it would have been ketchup mayo yeah well, not was, mayo actually that was always I don't more like mayo. Because, mustard yeah, it's true. <laughs> 10 times a must types of mustard I'm sorry yeah <laughs> that was always difficult because actually when April and I were in college we worked together she got me a job we worked at Cheesecake Factory for years together <laughs> I learned a lot there I'll tell you that <laughs> I grew a lot in that job but um you would work at night really late then you wouldn't cook for yourself you know, yeah. when you're in a when you're in a restaurant, you're working dinner like a lot yeah, of cooks do. Yeah, and y'all are open till midnight, right? Yeah. But April's more. Well, I think she's more okay, good. managerial. She's kind of doing more more behind scenes. You and work I'm in the restaurant too. too, and she works in the, yeah. in the mornings mostly. So yeah. I think that leaves the evenings more open. So, same with me. You know, I'm mostly working a nine to five ish type job. So having those evenings open really does make a big difference. I've also learned too that I mean, uh, this is something that I neglected for a very long time, but. Eating breakfast really sets the tone for my entire day. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, one of those things I've been adamant about doing. So I always have things in my fridge for that, be it some milk for cereal or, you know. And it can be it, that simple. It could be eggs, and, you know, whatever. But uh, if, if I set that pace for my day, my entire life kind of changes. And if, when I don't, and I do hit points where I'm too tired, especially after Jazz Fest and stuff like that. And everything around me starts suffering, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially my daily performance. So, well, I think that's kind of what you mentioned is kind of valid too, because 
it's not like we cook these gourmet crazy meals all the time. A lot of it's taking leftovers and making a taco out of it. Mm-hmm. Or, There's um, always tortillas. Yeah, <laughs> tortillas. You can make a taco out of anything. Yeah, you can. Uh, you know, cereal with almond milk and a banana is one of my go-to breakfasts. So it's you know I take five minutes. So, um, but like April, I have to have to eat breakfast. You don't want to see me if I haven't eaten breakfast oh, no. or eaten at all. I get very grumpy. <laughs> I had X that said it best. He said, "You're much more pleasant when you're fed." <laughs> and I said, "Okay, feed me. You're right." <laughs> I like Renee's term, "hangry." Hangry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very hangry. Uh. It's true. <laughs> I um, I recently went to a I don't know if it's called what if it's called a conference, but um, Andrew Dr. Andrew Weil was one of the lecturers, and it was doctors and in, in different fields, and it was all about food, and not I wouldn't say food as medicines, just food as medicine, but it was the the most shocking thing to me. What it wasn't shocking yeah. but it, it really was exciting to hear um, like you said in the beginning people were there's so many diets out there and mm. there's so many there's so much information which you think is great but it's so confusing yeah. and um, somebody you know a lot of these people were asking questions about specific uh, how to treat specific disorders and diseases mm-hmm. and and you know uh, about n- vitamins, and yeah. I was really excited to hear. And I, I'm just curious to n- know what you think about this. Is that he said, and he he sells vitamins. I mean, his company has, but he said um, people do not need to take <laughs> ten, fifteen, right. even that many vitamins mm-hmm. a day. That everything you get, everything your body needs, you can get from food, and that he only takes three things a day and one of them is aspirin mm-hmm. and the other two were one was ginger mm-hmm. and but that and and all those vitamins could be cooked in food or, or prepared yeah. I mean, in isn't food. there even research that shows that vitamin pills don't actually deliver what right. things the things are supposed to be in their natural delivery system so they're not absorbed they're not absorbed the same well. way yeah yeah um you're absolutely right and that's why we say food is medicine uh you know I'm not a fan of multivitamins. There are certain things that, that certain people might need. There's only really like less than five things, I would say, that uh, myself or doctors should really um, recommend to people. But I, unfortunately, I think that's more the norm now. People just take their Flintstone vitamin and they think they're healthy or their fiber <coughs> pill. I'm like, you don't need a fiber pill. <laughs> take veg- Eat vegetables. Eat some fruit. I, I was having this discussion with my mom the other day. She said someone put her on a multivitamin. I was like, Mom, just eat, just eat vegetables. You, don't, you really yeah. don't need it. You're right. Yeah, I, mean, I saw a study that said that people who take multivitamins are less healthy than people uh, that start out in the same, with the same problems that don't take yeah, them. And I, they think it's because maybe they, they eat less um, they uh, think good they, food. They, they think, think they've they got a psychological ride. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. think, oh, I'm and taking my vitamins. Let me go eat yeah. fried chicken for dinner. <laughs> if you get the vitamin C from a lemon or get it from a vitamin pill, it's always going to be better yeah, from the lemon, Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Right? You'll get, yeah. you get more. Yeah. You get it in the proper proportions. Right. A lot of things when you take multivitamins uh, will actually block absorption of vitamins of other other vitamins. So and some some work better together, but when you get them all at once like that, your body doesn't absorb a large amount of it. So you're absolutely right. And the good news is you don't. I, you know, people start asking me very specifics. Like, well, I heard that if you eat, you know, too much fish, you'll get mercury poisoning. And uh, you know, I really heard that that beets are like have this. 
I'm, I'm just giving an example that I'll, I'll won't get, ever get cancer if I eat beets every day for the rest of my life. And I tell people not to get involved in the nitty gritty. Just eat well, eat a variety of fruits and vegetables, you know, eat um, lean proteins, eat seafood when you can, less meat, you know, eat lots of legumes. Don't worry about specifics. Just eat healthy and your body will generally take care of yourself. Now, there are some instances when, like, for a vegan, you know, getting enough iron in their diet is really difficult. Getting B12 in their diet is very difficult. They will probably have to take supplementation. Um, but that's something that people should talk to their doctor about instead of really self-diagnosing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was, it was exciting for me to hear these influential doctors say mm-hmm. things about moderation yeah. and, and the thi- like the things you're, you're discussing because uh, people are, get desperate yeah. and they, you know, and, or they, they want, they need to advocate for their health. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable, but it's definitely um, can be too much information yeah. distilled and, and, and I think given and it's also very um, intimidating to people who they say, how can I possibly eat five or six servings of vegetables a day? Because they think they have to have a heaping salad all the time. But I try to teach them that, like, whatever you're eating, just incorporate veggies into it. So I eat an egg sandwich in the morning. Now, an egg sandwich can be very unhealthy. It can be a, a, it can be a biscuit with egg and cheese and and sausage or bacon on it, which is really has barely anything good in it, a little calcium maybe, lots of sodium. <laughs> um, or you can take a nice, you know, whole grain English muffin or bread and do an egg, which is an excellent source of protein. And I add spinach and tomato or other mm. seasonal vegetables with just a little bit of cheese. Like I use a nice sharp feta or, or some Parmesan, which really just adds a nice little mommy balance to it. Interesting. Oh, and it's so, filling. So you eat less cheese, but, it's, but you still taste it because yeah, it's exactly. sharp. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. a little bit of, you know, huh. uh, aged cheese and um, pile the veggies on so it's nice and filling, right? right. Get tons of fiber. But it's something as simple as that that people yeah. can make changes in stuff they're already eating. Uh-huh. So you don't have yeah. to have, you know, carrots on every meal. Why don't you just chop up some onion and broccoli and put it in your pasta? that you're already eating instead of your spaghetti add some peppers and, and mushrooms and, and onions and garlic to it you're already making it just add these things in it take away a little bit of the meat so it's not Great. a it's not a hard concept once people see it i think um and mm. it's nice hearing people who start to adopt these things in their own diet. i love how surreal it is that we're sitting here at a place where i hear the burgers grilling in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the background the only place that i drank soda at all is here i drink well, the root you know, beer when i'm here you told and me i'm trying i'm trying one of the root beers right now everything in moderation <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah so you'd say ted's a great place to go to as long as you don't go every meal yeah like but, any restaurant yeah, right. i say cook more at home all right you know yeah then you so can so what, what is a favorite them. restaurant that you have besides Ted's and Killer Po' Boys? Well, Killer Po' Boys is up there. <laughs> yeah. What, what else? So, I've, you know, I, I have this conversation a lot. There's so many restaurants here, and I've only been here well, What do you go to most year. frequently? <laughs> Killer yeah, Po' y'all, Boys. <laughs> besides Killer Po' Boys. <laughs> if, y'all, if y'all could where do you go, go where you actually have to pay together. for your meal. Right? I really enjoyed Root when I went there. Oh, Root's cool. Yeah, yeah I do like Root. Yeah. Um, I really love Fotel Bay. That's uh, exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I do love Fotel Bay. It's nice and fresh and yeah, light. Yeah. You know, I don't feel overwhelmed. Where a lot of things I eat, I just feel yeah. like they're so heavy, you know. Uh, um, I'm searching for a great taco if you have. <laughs> there was a place I went right down the street and they closed. I can't think of the name right now. 
but uh, I was really excited about it. Uh, um, I really like Pizza Delicious. Yeah. I love their pizza. It's like that yeah. nice New York style pizza. Yeah. And one of the very few like authentic New York style pizza. I'm it from, is. from New York, yeah. Oh yeah. One of the few like authentic New York style pizzas that are, is really refreshing. It's true. Here. I, mean, yeah, I just satisfying. love a good piece of pizza. Yeah. There's so. lots of great pizza in New Orleans. It's just not really New York style. A lot of places yeah. call themselves New York style, but they're not really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Pizza Delicious really hits the spot for me. Yep. So All right, we're running out of time. Favorite. April, how about you? We might have already asked you this question last time you were on. I can't remember, but same thing. I, same thing. What do you like to eat? Well, she answered my first, which is Fotel Bay in the West Bank. But uh, lately, I've really been loving the uh, job that St. Lawrence is doing with their salads. I was just about to say something about Yeah, St. they Lawrence. usually have a really huh. good salad that's very well balanced I on the menu. burger there. Yeah. They have I, I, don't, I haven't been to St. Lawrence. Oh, yeah, you should go. Yeah, they've got also a great beer selection, um, as well as he, he sources... A lot of the same, from a lot of the same purveyors that we do, Holly Grove, two-run farm. So, you know, if you're going to eat a burger there, it's local grass-fed awesome. deliciousness, you know. Which you can't beat. <laughs> no, oh, you yeah. can't. That's Which so is actually cool. higher in omega-3 fatty acids. Grass-fed huh. beef has almost as much as salmon. That's awesome. <laughs> ah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's why I'm constantly eating our, our beef. <laughs> I, yeah, that St. Lawrence burger, you know, I thought of it as soon as you went to April. was um, one of the best burgers I've had in a really, really long time. I got it with some Roaring Forties cheese on it. It was huh. it was pretty amazing. Hmm. I got to go, y'all. Yeah. Are, uh, All right. I'm excited. That could be our so next one help. on location. We did a burger one on location. Yeah. yeah. Caleb uh, Caleb Cook's a uh, friend of ours. He's a chef mm-hmm. there. Caleb oh, cool. Cook's? Yeah. Right. Caleb Cook. Cook. Okay. Yeah, let's call him. Let's yeah. get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can call him and tell him how great. Yeah. You've been here twice. You so must have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there anything that you want? To, now, now, okay, whenever I've done things like this where I've been a guest on something afterwards, I'm like, why didn't I talk about whatever? Or why did I? Do you have any regrets from the last time you were on the show? Is there something that you wish you had a chance to talk about <laughs> that we didn't let you talk about or we all got, you didn't get a chance to bring up? Anything that stuck out in your mind you've been thinking of ever since? Now's your chance. you got like three oh, minutes. Man. <laughs> talk about pressure. You should have said this at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I listened to it, and I didn't f- have any regrets about any any of the things That's that funny, I heard. We thought you were good. a terrible guest. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? God bless you for uh, having me back after. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're kidding. You were awesome. Uh, um, okay. Well, I think we're out of time, aren't we? This stinks, but. You know, as you learn, you, you may be back again. Yeah, I know. You never know. Maybe Caleb will bring me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep the tradition going. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> we got a competition. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One was Professor Leah Saris. Who Chef Saris. Yeah, they call me Chef Saris. Or Chef, Chef Leah. <laughs> Leah. I, I like to call you Professor. That sounds cool. I know. Have I feel like I have a lab You've been on. promoted. <laughs> so. Uh, and we can learn. You can learn about her work and the Goldring Center of Culinary Medicine. Medicine. <laughs> okay, cool. At Tulane Medical School, yeah. and you can also learn about April Bella's um, Killer Po' Boy at our website. It's NewOrleans.com. We'll have we'll have links posted there. Our show is recorded live at Ted's Frost Hop on Claiborne Avenue, Calhoun, in Uptown New Orleans. Ted's is open seven days a week. You can go home here anytime you want, serving first-class burgers, beer, and an awesome homemade root beer in a frosty month. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris. Um, Chris Keough has been our technical director. The fabulous auto quality of this show is brought to you in part by Presonus Audio Electronics. Presonus makes some of the best audio 
audio recording and live sound products, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live, digital mixing consoles, Aris Studio monitors, and a lot of other things that I don't understand, but everybody says are really great. <laughs> um, visit presonus.com for more information. Maybe you can learn about it. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website, it's neworleans.com, and from there you can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, sign up for a mailing list. It's it, it's endless. Um, uh, fans, you can you can just sp- spend the whole week learning more about Margot and I <laughs> and this show. It's amazing. And um, you can also, and if you ever do run out of time from doing that, or you ever have more time, then you can go into the other shows. There's plenty of them in our network. Besides Midnight Menu Plus One, there's also Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Win Win, and Out to Lunch, and some others. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, thanks for subscribing. Maybe you should take a minute to rate us and review us. That helps other people finding us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Until we meet again here at Ted's Frost Top, I'm Ray Kanata. Good night. You didn't say you were Margot Moss. That was Margot Moss. <laughs> <laughs>signals the unofficial end of summer but not the end of your outdoor projects lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with labor day deals throughout the store shop now and get two bags of stay green potty mix for twelve dollars and keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a craftsman two cycle 17 inch gas string trimmer now twenty dollars off at just 119 dollars. whatever's still on your to-do list this labor day do it right for less start with lowe's offers valid through 828 soil offer excludes alaska and hawaii u.s only